0: When using all of the app's features, stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/slash morning cup. That's rocketmoney.com/slash morning cup. Rocketmoney.com/slash morning cup. There were two more murders 15 miles we're away. arrived found the, the, the telephone and electricity lines described month. by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning cup of murder. This month has held some heavy hitters. From the Unabomber to Dennis Nielsen and Ted Bundy, there has been no shortage of horrible men this month. And to close it out, on November 30th, 2001, the infamous Gary Ridgway was finally arrested. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ridgway, born February 18, 1949, was brought into a home where he was subject to his mother's domineering personality, his father's violent arguments, and his father's complaints about the presence of sex workers. He wet the bed until he was 13, and, after every incident, his mother would thoroughly wash his genitals. This developed an unhealthy feeling of both anger and sexual attraction towards his mother, whom, from an early age, he began fantasizing about killing. He showed his first signs of dark violence when he was just 16 years old. He lured a six-year-old boy into the woods and stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. The boy, thankfully, was able to survive the attack. When he graduated high school, he married his 19-year-old high school girlfriend, Claudia Craig, and joined the U.S. Navy. While in Vietnam, not only did Gary see combat, but he began frequently having intercourse with sex workers during which he contracted gonorrhea. Despite this, he continued to have unprotected sex. Then, after finding out his wife was unfaithful, the pair divorced. He then married Marsha Winslow in 1973 and became extremely religious, often going door to door and reading his Bible aloud at work and at home. He would often be seen crying during sermons and following the strict teachings of his pastor. But, behind closed doors, he was violent with his wife, asking her to have sex in public and inappropriate places, and continued to use the services of sex workers. The two were married until 1981, after which he married Judith Mawson in 1988. All three of his ex-wives described him as a man with an insatiable sexual appetite. He wanted to have sex several times a day, and often in public areas, all the while still employing sex workers whom he, admittedly had a love-hate relationship with. He was at constant odds with his lust and his religious beliefs. And with all of that in mind, Gary Ridgway became the man we know now as the Green River Killer. Throughout the 1980s and 90s, he is believed to have killed at least 71 teenage girls and women near Seattle and Tacoma, Washington. According to Gary himself, he killed so many that he lost count. His first known victim was 16-year-old Wendy Lee Caulfield, who disappeared on July 8, 1982. Her body was found on July 15th. Many of his victims were either sex workers or runaways whom he would pick up, rape, strangle to death, and have sex with their bodies before or after dumping them in or near wooded areas around the Green River. The bodies were often found in clusters, posed, and usually nude. According to Ridgway, he found that necrophilia afforded him the ability to limit his exposure. He didn't need a living victim. In fact, he would often go back to dump sites and revisit with previous victims. The bodies of these women were often not found until they were skeletal, therefore making many of them unidentifiable even today. Early on, a task force was created with the help of Robert Keppel, who, as we learned earlier this month, spent time with Ted Bundy, who gave his opinions on the Green River Killer. In 1982 and 2001, Gary Ridgway was arrested for charges relating to soliciting a sex worker. He became a suspect in 1983, passed a polygraph test in 1984, and gave DNA samples in 1987. These samples would ultimately lead to his arrest. However, it wouldn't be until November 30, 2001, that Gary Ridgway was arrested for the murder of the four women his DNA could be connected to. Pretty quickly, a plea bargain was struck in which Gary agreed to disclose the location of the still-missing women in exchange for life imprisonment instead of the death penalty. Officially, Gary Ridgway entered a guilty plea on November 5, 2003, for 48 charges of aggravated first-degree murder, and he was given 48 life sentences the following month. In total, he is set to serve 480 years on top of his 48 life sentences and there is no possibility of parole. According to police, had they not struck the deal, they would never have identified close to 41 of his victims. These numbers made him the second most prolific serial killer in United States history according to confirmed numbers. Gary Ridgway has said that murdering young women was his career.